Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Ladies and gentlemen, this is live radio. We are live from Dallas, Texas at Shooters near the American Airlines Arena where tomorrow night UFC 228 is going to take place. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. We talk about news. We talk about President Trump. We talk about film. We talk about UFC, sports, sex, drugs, rock and roll. It's no holes barred radio, folks. And I'm here today with my special guest host, Jeff Zimmerman, because TJ, my normal guest host, is out on assignment with Mark Taffet at his new MMA Pro League, which TJ is a commentator for. So have a great show, TJ. And we're going to have a great show together, Jeff. Yes, we are. And TJ, thanks for letting me hold your uh, precious seat for you this show. Don't worry, I'll make sure I do it well. It's going to be awesome. We have a guest lineup tonight. We have USC Fighter interviews with Caitlin Jakugin. Total Wine and More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Fanta De La Rosa, Ryan Benoit, and this will also be shown on Facebook Live as well as the Revolver Podcast page. Now, let me give you a little insight into my co-host and why he's here with me today. Jeff's been in the fight game for 15 years, where he learned the ropes from Hall of Fame referee Richard Steele. If you know boxing, you know Richard Steele. Okay, they promote a boxing and MMA together over the years in both Nevada and Texas, and I've had fighters showcased on Mark Cuban's show on HDNet, which is now as it's Access TV. Access TV. Access TV. Jeff's also been a correspondent for FightNews.com, one of the boxing's biggest sites on the internet for over 10 years, covering some of the biggest names in boxing from Manny Pacquiao to Canelo Alvarez, and I know you all know who he is. MMA boxing fans or not, you have to know who those two fighters are. And also, too, he represents talent for Revolver Podcast Network, which is a huge network with great podcasts, ranging from many different kinds of people and talents, as myself to Mario Lopez, correct? Correct. Yeah, so it's big, big stuff. Jeff, anything you want to tell? Bruce, I just thanks for having me. This is super surreal. Um, if I had a bucket list, which I don't, but if I had a bucket list, this would be near the top of it. So to be sitting here with you, 15 years in the fight game, and now sitting here with the legend, the voice of the UFC, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. But actually, it was about 11 years ago that we met each other at an event, if I remember, it was one of Mark Cuban's events. It was an MMA event that I came down here to do 
And if I'm not mistaken, it was the Art of War, correct? It was the Art of War right yeah. here behind us at the American Airlines Center. Yep. And uh, I'll never forget it. I was there with Richard Steele. And uh, I saw you guys give that nod to each other. When people know each other, you know, you don't have to say words, but you yeah. just give that nod. You've both been around forever. And uh, you actually introduced Richard and Guy Mesger, a UFC legend, into the ring and mm -hmm. honored him that night. And on that night, I remember one of the fights was the great Pedro Hizzo, one of my favorite fighters of all time, against the monster Jeff Monson. Uh, quite, a, uh, quite a spectacle that night. Actually, that show was really good. I remember yeah. that show. Yeah, first class. Excellent. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to tell you something. I'm in Dallas, Texas. I actually, this is my second hometown. I spent six years of my early life in Dallas, Texas. I was raised here between the ages of three and six and the ages of nine and 11. And it was a great time for me where I went to Philadelphia next and then I went to Malibu, California, as we talked about on the show numerous times. So I'm very happy to be back in what we call Big D. I love the state of Texas. I love the city of Dallas. And we're here again for the big UFC 228. With that being said, this event is headlined by the welterweight champion Tyron Woodley facing the game challenger from England in Darren Till in the main event. Now today they wait out, or wait in, excuse me, wait out, wait in, whatever. Darren, there was question about it, whether he's gonna make weight or not. In a strange way of change, Woodley came in and weighed a pound over, so he had to do his thing and he, right. he weighed in at 170. Darren came in, Came in at one pound under, 169. So good job, Darren Till. You're ready for war. That's what we want to see. He's had weight issues in the past. Uh, I think he's made weight in the UFC. Um, let me see here. I have a note here. Only twice in six fights, right? right? Right, Without having to lose a little bit of weight. And he's even thought about going up to 185 pounds and winning a title there. But I think the best thing for him is to win a title at 170 and then go up to 185, be a lot more of this if it happens. Well, and it was interesting too, Bruce, you were probably on the plane, but when he made the weight, he, let's just say he let everyone know he made the weight um, with his hands. Um, he threw out a couple of fingers to let everyone know I made weight. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the double bird, <laughs> but it's okay, Darren, you're doing your thing, you're going in, you're going to war tomorrow night. Do what makes you feel strong. Do what makes you give you the shot to win. And may the best man win tomorrow night. As you know, I never declare what fighter's going to win. I'll talk about on paper who's best and how it's going to fall. But when I'm in the octagon, I'm an equal opportunity announcer. And each man and each woman gets their just due. And my job is to be there to enhance that moment for them and enhance the moment for the fans. So may the best man win. And the best woman win tomorrow night, too. Most definitely. Now, Darren Till is a Muay Thai fighter and he's facing a wrestler in Woodley. So when you have those two different styles, Woodley being a very strong puncher himself, this can make for a very compelling fight. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a hell of a fight. I mean, Darren Till has that little bit of Conor McGregor in him, it sounds like, you yeah. know, he's an Englishman. Yeah. Uh, Conor McGregor's an Irishman. True, but from the same, you know, over the pond, let's say. Mm -hmm. And he's already made it known. He's ready to go up to uh, 185. Um, before he's even won a title, he wants to win a title there. So um, if he could pull it off, we've all seen what Connor has done and the riches to follow. Well, you know, Connor has made history more than once in the UFC. Being a two belt winner, now with DC Cormier being a two belt winner and owner and wearer, right? Two belts seems to be the next step that people want to go to after they get the one. It's not about compete, it's not about just protecting yourself and and reigning as a defending uh, champion, but at the same time now, they're thinking ahead of their guns too. Times change, man. More power to him. Yeah, and for Till, you know, he went through such a grueling uh, 
you know, training camp the last time. Yeah. And so, you know, who knows what he went through this time, but he made weight, so more power to him. I like Darren. I like Tyron. Tyron's a friend. I like everybody. So, you know, I'm all about everybody being the best they can be. Now, we had something happen today, too. The co-main event that I was very much looking forward to, which is the first flyweight, female flyweight champion defense, which would have been Nico Montagna uh, against Valentina Shevchenko, has been scratched. The reason it's been scratched, I don't know exactly what the medical reasons are, but Nico Montagna had to go to the hospital. And as a result, they canceled the fight with no replacement for uh, Valentina to fight in this instance. Question, do you know what, what it was? Do you know what the cause was? I, I really don't. Um, I tried to find out uh, before we went live today uh, through some of my sources. Um, I just know that it was canceled, as you mentioned, uh, health issues. But this can't be good for her because this isn't the first time she hasn't been able to fight. So, yeah. um, you know, it's too bad being the co-main event here in Dallas. Um, what's, what's really bad is that she's the champion. Right. And her first time to defend her reigning championship. I feel bad for her. Um, fighters are strong. They're strong mentally. They're strong physically. And again, my best wishes go out to her. Go out to you, Nico. And I want to make sure that you're better and you're back in the octagon. And they're roaring your name very, very soon. Now, tomorrow, uh, we've got a great card here, okay? And Texas loves MMA. We had a show recently in Houston a little while ago. We've been to Dallas more than once. Um, very exciting to come here. Uh, this is actually becoming a hotbed. I mean, there's people that live here in Dallas that are doing very well. On the card tomorrow night, we have Charles Bird. We have Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, who fights Nico Price on the main card at Welterweight. And Ryan Benoit had to be pulled off the card due to an injury, but he's joining us later in the show, and we're going to wait to talk to him about that, and we'll hear it from Ryan what happened and why he's not on the card, okay? Yeah, Bruce, if I can just add, you're right. DFW, you know, I think is on the MMA map. You know, yeah. I don't know if it was a year ago, um, but what they're doing with these different gyms, um, Saxon, where Ryan Benoit come from, Fortis has a few guys on it tomorrow night, and they win. They come and they win. They're not just there to show. So something in the water, Bruce, you know you're from here. Well, as the saying goes, when you do something in Texas, you got to do it big. When you're facing your hometown and your fans and your family are watching, you want to be the best you can be, better than you've ever been. There's a lot of pride in Texas, a lot of pride. Absolutely, absolutely. And I can't wait to have Ryan and the rest of them on later. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Now, tomorrow night, with one fight scratched, we're down to, if I'm not mistaken, 12 fights uh, on the undercard. Now, to show you how stacked this card is, on the Fight Pass card, the legendary, and you can call him legendary because he was the first Ultimate Fighter winner, Diego Sanchez is fighting, and he's taking on Craig White, who, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Diego's opponent uh, had to, was not able to fight, and, and Craig White took this fight on two weeks' notice. I, I, believe, I believe that's correct, yeah. and I mean, Diego Sanchez, when you say UFC, it's synonymous. Um, I mean, and to see him, yeah. you know, in the prelims, that just shows you how far the UFC and MMA has come. Absolutely. There's so many great fighters and so many fighters on the roster of the UFC. And you move up, uh, Charles Bird again from Dallas taking on Darren Stewart. A fight I'm really looking forward to as I look forward to all of them, but John Dotson and Jimmy Rivera. These are two top 10 Bantamweights that are going to go at it tomorrow night. And John Dotson, from what I've read, is really out to prove himself more than ever because he's still dreaming and wanting, as every fighter should, that title shot. And he knows he's got to get through Rivera to make that happen.
Dotson, Dotson is a beast. Yep. Um, he's had his opportunities in the past, but he keeps coming, he keeps coming, yep. and every time he's in a fight, it, it's a fight. You know he's coming to knock exactly. you out. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Aljamain Sterling, the exciter fighter from, from New York he's on, facing Cody Stamen, and Carlos Esparza and Tatiana Suarez, both Ultimate Fighter winners going at each other in the strawweight division. Tell me there's not something to prove there between these two ladies as they step in the octagon facing down each other. That's going to be another war, and uh, I, I believe Esparza is the favorite, but um, don't, don't be surprised if there's an upset. You know, whenever I hear somebody's favorite, and I understand how the odds maker make their odds, but this is the UFC octagon. On any given night, anything can happen, and I've seen it happen with 20 to 1 underdogs such as Holly Holm. So we know how anything can happen. Well, and you know, Holly Holm was here about a year before that fighting on a legacy card. Yeah. You know, in front of a couple thousand people. So we've seen what she did in a very short time. It's amazing. So now on the main card, we had Nico Price, Abdul Razak Hassan, Jessica Andraj against Karolina Kavalkovic, uh, Zabit Magomeda Sharpov against Brandon Davis, and of course, the main event, Tyron Willie and Darren Till. I'm very excited about this event. I'm going to get my beauty sleep tonight and make sure that I get in there and roar like crazy for these great warriors, as all UFC warriors are. Now, before we go on, I want to mention one thing. Um, we have lost a couple of people recently in the entertainment world. Aretha Franklin uh, the other week, and just yesterday, the death of one of my favorites in Hollywood, a legendary actor himself, tough guy himself, Burt Reynolds. Um, not much more I can say. I'm sure that everybody out there has heard of or seen Burt Reynolds' movies. He died at the age of 82 from a heart attack. He had a long amazing career, a long, amazing life. So my, as I always like to say, my best wishes and my condolences go out to the family of Burt Reynolds and his loved ones. And thank you, Burt Reynolds, for all the entertainment and the laughter you gave me especially and everybody else in the world over your career. Amazing. God bless you. All right. So now, let's bring on our first guest. How's that sound? Let's do it. All right. We're very lucky to have fighters on the show. And right now, I'd like to bring on the lovely... Montana De La Rosa! Squeeze in here. Hi, Montana, you're, uh, you have a professional record of nine wins and four losses, yes. right? And something to be very proud about, of course. You're also married to UFC fighter, Mark De La Rosa, who's probably somewhere around here. We could see him. Right over there. There he is. So, I don't know very many husband wife, if any, uh, husband and wife teams actually actively fighting in the octagon? Yeah, I believe we're the first and only uh, right now. I think so. So when you look at what other female fighters go through, what other male fighters go through, what is it like when you're actually training and you're training with your husband who's a fighter, you're watching him fight, he's watching you fight, maybe it's his off-season fighting, you're training for a fight, he's training for a fight, you're not training for a fight, you eat the same meals, you stay in the same house, or do you try to coordinate fighting at the same time? Yeah, it actually always kind of happens to where we're fighting kind of weeks around each other. Perfect. So we have the same diet, you know, we have the same mindset, we're doing the same trainings, we spar each other. It's, it's really good. I like it. I like that. I you know one of the things I always like to know about the fighters around my show is, Yes, we watch you fight. We love to watch you fight. What do you like to do when you're not fighting? Like, 
as husband and wife, what are your like two best hobbies and what's your favorite pastime to do when you're not putting your blood, sweat, and tears on the line? Well, my daughter's my number one. She's seven years old and I watch her wrestle all the time. Uh, we go fishing, hiking. We love being outdoors. Uh -huh. um, we just love spending time as, as a family. As a family. That's yeah. beautiful. I like that. And where exactly do you live in city-wise? Uh, we live in Fort Worth. It's about 45 minutes from here. Yep. Dallas, Fort Worth, they go together. Yep. But they are two separate cities, folks. Let's get that clear. <laughs> yes. Okay. This is Texas. Texas could actually be a country all to itself. Yeah. I think if Texas broke away, it would be a great country whether it stayed there or not. And that yeah. I'm not the first one to say that, and yeah, I know that. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> so our sponsor for the show is MyBookie.com. And um, with them as our sponsor, you know, I want to talk about them on the show. We're going to talk about them later. But they give the odds. I do not bet on fights, okay? I, I will talk about fights as they are on paper, how it looks on paper. I will never declare who I think is going to win. As I said earlier, I'm all about the best woman or the best man winning. But there's a couple of fights on the card. Um, obviously, with Shevchenko and Montagna canceled. Uh, Jessica Andrade and Karolina Kovalkovic on the strawweight division on the main card. So what's your take on this fight? Um, I really think Carolina's going to pull it off. You know, she has a long range. She's really good in the clinch. I feel like the only way she'd get beaten is if uh, if she gets taken down, honestly, and gets held down. But I feel like she's going to be able to keep her away with her clinch, with her elbows and her knees. My favorite. I'm, a, I'm an old-time kickboxer, so I like knees yeah. and elbows quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Exciting. And then the other female fight on the card is Carla Sparza and Tatiana Suarez. That's going to be a really good fight. I mean, they're both Ultimate Fighter winners. They're both amazing wrestlers. Um, I'm going to go with Tatiana on that one because I feel like, as well, she's a longer fighter. Um, I just feel like she's going to do a little bit better on the feet, and she'll be able to recover with scrambles uh, a little bit better than Carla. And very good analysis. And the, one question I'm going to ask you, I've never asked this of anybody because I don't know the answer. Are fighters allowed to bet on fights? Yes, I know a lot of people that do. I've uh, never done it. Right. But, I, yeah, I know a lot of people who do it, like who James did? Vick. James and, Vick. Uh, Just go to his Instagram. Oh, James Vick, really? Yeah. Go to his Instagram page. And, and Chaz, oh, Chaz Kelly, he bets on every fight. Really? <laughs> I think. <laughs> Yes, that's, that's amazing. And of course, they bet at mybookie.com, I'm sure. So let's just make yes, sure of that. Okay. I'm pretty sure. All good. Is there anything you'd like to tell us? Like, what I would like to do is tell the audience where they can, your Instagram, your Twitter, and anything you want to plug whatsoever. Please take this moment, it's yours, to do whatever you want to do. Yeah, you can find me at montana.delarosa on Instagram and the same on Twitter, I think. It's either that or Montana Marie. <laughs> Sounds good. Where's your husband? Right here. Let's get in here, Mark. Come on in. Wait, is this a great-looking couple or what? <laughs> My God. So we've been told. <laughs> uh, yeah. I bet your daughter's absolutely beautiful, I'm sure. She is. <laughs> so, Mark, what's coming up for you? I don't know. Yeah, I was hoping to get on this Dallas card. I had a fast uh, fast fight my last fight, so. Right. I don't know yet. I'm waiting to get a call from Mick. Waiting, yep. Waiting. Is, that, is Mick the one you deal with? Yes. Not Sean? Mick is your guy? Yeah, Mick's my guy. Yeah, Mick's a great guy. He knows his stuff. He does. So I'm sure he's going to put and you I've in. I've worked with him in the past through Legacy and stuff. So oh, so you fought in Legacy, guy. too? Yeah. Yeah, I can't say enough about Mick. I, I liked him since the first day I met him. Yeah, he's amazing. Definitely. So, Mark, what is it like being married to a female fighter? It's great. I mean, we got to do everything together, everything. Usually I've had previous girlfriends in the past. It's not, we don't have the understanding. You have to stay out at the gym late. Right. You have to cut weight. You have to go to family dinners, and you can't eat with the rest of the family. Yeah. And again, they take it as disrespect, and they're just kind of like, ah, but luckily we diet together. Whenever she's in fight camp, I'm dieting with her. If I'm in fight camp, she diets with me. 
we compliment each other real well. That's fantastic, yeah. And then she mentioned what you know, your your family, which I love. I'm I'm Italian, so I'm all about family. Um, I love the fact that you're that family mold. You can keep that discipline, training together, fighting together, not each other, of course. <laughs> Sometimes. All right. How? Last question, and I'm sure people are thinking: two fighters married to each other. What are the arguments like? <laughs> <laughs> we just go to the gym, put some gloves on. <laughs> oh, really? Do you ever do that? You say, let's just finish this, let's spar a little well, bit? He lets me beat him up, so <laughs> it works out. That way? I don't want to sleep on the couch, so yeah, I usually go in there, let her beat me up a little bit, and then it's good. So I take note on this, folks. Those of you married out there, you get in an argument with your wife, it's a lose-lose situation, just let her throw, you know, with gloves, in a ring, and headgear, and I guarantee you, everything's going to be fine, it'll be yeah. a great night that night. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much when for coming on the show. I don't know yet either. Okay. I was trying to be the replacement for the Montana and Chepchenko car. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. You're ready to step up, right? Yes, for sure. Good for you. I we love that. We were cutting weight and everything this morning. We were ready. Yeah, seriously. Ready to go. We were cutting wow. weight. As soon as we, once we saw her, there was, she wasn't showing up to Wayne and stuff. We went straight to the sauna. We were cutting weight and everything. Montana doesn't walk too heavy above the weight class, so she was ready to step in. Yep. That's awesome. You I never heard that. that verse. Yeah. Well, you know, I was with Sugar Ray Leonard one time, and and. Uh, Sorry, Fernando, don't get mad at me. <laughs> Fernando Vargas walked in, we were at a movie premiere, and Fernando was a little heavier than he should have been. And then Sugar Ray looked at him and he goes, what do you weigh? And Fernando said whatever he said, he goes, what do you weigh, right? And then Sugar turned to me, you know, we were all kidding with Fernando a little bit, but Sugar turned to me and I said, Sugar, you're never out of shape, are you? He goes, no. I've always made it a point to stay in shape 365 days a year, because why? You never know when the call is gonna come. Exactly. Right, and that's the key. And I'll tell you one thing, Dana White and the powers that be truly respect when a fighter yeah. steps up to take a fight. Yeah, and that yeah. can change your life, is that new contract, so yep. that's what we're hoping on. <laughs> I, I have one dream. I hope you all make a million dollars plus, yes. and I'll do everything I can to make that happen for you in my own little niche world in MMA, <laughs> right? That's awesome. All right, thank you so much. Thank I really so much. appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mark. Thank you. Good to see you guys. All right, first guest. We're taking it. We're taking it uh, nice and slow and cool first, here. First two guests. First two. First two guests. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I had to add you to the card, Mark. I hope you understand. That's okay. Besides, you got movie star looks. We want to make sure people see it. Okay. Never know when a casting director is watching It's Time Radio, trust me. You know, he's from L.A., so, you know, he's got some inside yeah. there. Some inside. I put this ne one on? Yeah, please, yeah. please, Ryan. All right, next up, our next guest is Ryan Benoit, a fighter I've announced many, many times. Ryan, hey. great to see you. Good to Thanks see you. Thanks for coming on the show, my friend. Thank you, sir. It's funny to hear your voice and not uh, yell in my name or anybody <laughs> else's name. It sounds different. I'm getting a different Bruce Buffer, that's for sure. Yeah, this is called the, uh, I'm, not, I'm not going gut crazy right now, yeah, so yeah. yeah, all good. So, Ryan, your record in professional MMA is 10 and 5. You were supposed to be on this card, and you got injured in training. So can you tell us what happened and, and how it all came about? Yeah, definitely. So um, I'd been doing my training camp in, in New York City at Henzo Gracie's where they have a lot of killer jiu-jitsu guys out there. Um, some of the best grapplers on the planet train out of this gym. So I'd been there for about six weeks staying with Gary Tonin and training with these guys. And we were drilling a, a triangle choke with um, one of my training partners and we were doing live goes. And he ended up throwing his, doing a, a defense where you kind of lean back and you throw your legs over and he dug his heel into my ribs and uh. it just popped real hard. But um, either way that that happened, it kind of knocked the wind out of me and then later on in the week I was practicing a Granby roll and an arm bar 
and um, it popped again. And then at that point, I, it took me about an hour to catch my breath, and it felt like somebody was like stabbing me with a knife. And um, we went to the doctor like right away, and they were kind of scared to adjust it. And you could see that I was having a big bulge in the side of my ribs. And so they immediately ordered me a CT scan. And then when we got the CT scan, we discovered that it was my eighth rib had uh, had a fracture and it was displaced by about half an inch. And normally when you break a rib, uh, you could still fight with the broken ribs. The guys have fought plenty of times. And even when I spoke to the UFC doctor, he's like, you know, nine times out of 10, when you break a rib, I'll still, you know, give you the clearance to fight. And so right. were the other doctors I was speaking to, but they were like, since it was displaced and the, the spot that it was displaced at, I was at risk for puncturing my liver and yep. for puncturing my lung. Exactly. And so they were like, that's an immediate no Don't, fight, no, go. no contact or anything. So they even told me, you know, be careful picking up your daughter, be careful driving your car, twisting and turning because until we see an orthopedic surgeon we can't really tell like exactly how bad this is going to be. So I still have to see an orthopedic surgeon next week to see if I need surgery to put it back. And how long ago did this happen? So the, the initial pop from the triangle choke was on Monday of last week and then I was practicing on last Thursday and when the, when the second time it popped out and then on Friday I got my scan. And then I still continued to try to train. I was still cutting weight because I was thinking, you know, if this pain doesn't go away, I'll just get a cortisone shot in it right. and I'll be fine. I'll still be able to fight because it was like, I've fought with plenty of injuries before and I was like, sure. I, I'm sure I could fight with this. It'll just give us some rest for a couple of days. Yeah. And then when I spoke to the UFC doctor, he was like, absolutely not. Um, after seeing the scan, this is like pretty risky injury that you have here. And we also don't allow cortisone shots like that anymore. He that was, was like, my next question. Yeah. yeah, they don't allow those, yeah. Yeah, he was like, since, uh, I, don't, I don't know exactly. He was like, if you get a cortisone shot, you're gonna run into some problems with the athletic commission right. with USADA. So yeah. I'm just gonna take you off the fight. So I begged and begged and begged Mick to reschedule us. And he said he could see what we could do by November. All right, so now, with that, what kind of recovery? Well, you have no idea about recovery time yet either, do you? Uh, I've seen a couple of different guys, and one doctor told me six to eight weeks, another one told me four to six weeks. So we're, either way, we're looking at about a month and a half to two months as I'll be out. They're saying, like, no contact, but, I mean, I'll probably start jumping back into it within a couple of weeks. I'm just going to, like, slowly ease my way into running and All right, everything I'm gonna, else. I'm going to give you a little bit of advice, Ryan, okay, okay? Okay, I'm listening. And this stems from when I used to beat myself up, you know, kickboxing, doing what I used to do in the old days. I, got, I had carpal tunnel syndrome glasses would fall out of my hand, had some other issues too. I learned that you have to heal 100%, Ryan. Yeah. Because if you heal 85% and you go in and do the number and then you get hurt again, then you're out for more months. I know it's tough because this is your income and this is your life. Boy, is it tough. It's yeah. tough, I know. But it's tough to go from like motivated and ready to yeah. fight in a week, tra training three times a day to being like, don't do a thing, don't run, be careful moving around and it's like, how, it's, it's, that's what I'm kind of finding hardest this week is to go from like such a motivated mindset yeah. to like zero and exactly. just do nothing. So like, man. Are they telling you not to even like lift more than 30 pounds or something? Yeah, well my daughter is only four years old and they were like, don't pick your daughter up and be careful wow. like moving Seriously. around with everything. Yeah, they were, they were, they were pretty serious. They were very and are you concerned. doing that, Ryan? Uh, I haven't really been picking her up as much. I went for a couple of runs this week to kind of test myself out and um, after I got about a mile, it was really difficult to take like a deep breath, and so I was like, "All right, I think that's Ryan, enough." Ryan, <laughs> what are you doing next week, Ryan? You're going to see a specialist, All right, right? I'm not doing a. Do you damn want to get thing. the best news from that specialist? Do what I do: play online poker when I'm sick, or uh, watch a bunch of movies. Okay, man. <laughs> you know the worst is that I was already like sodium loading for my weight cut, so I was already like getting my salt in, and I was yeah. starting to like retain water, and then it was like, okay. 
what do I do now? Because on, on Sunday night, I was like kind of getting anxiety and I was like, I gotta go to the sauna, I gotta go to the steam room, I gotta, I gotta get a like, heavy sweat going because I felt my body just like poofing up, 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 and up. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta get some of this salt out of me like now. So at least like... You can do all that. that. You, you can yeah, take saunas and I can, I can at least do that, but it's still like, it's just, it's just torture, man. It's torture to go from... 100 miles an hour to zero. If you want to go down to maybe 40 miles an hour, this might not be that bad. Get in a swimming pool. I did go swimming, actually. Yeah. I went swimming with my daughter. She was. Uh, but I don't mean this. Yeah, I was okay. just doing the, I was swimming like a mermaid. That's <laughs> yeah. what I was doing in there. Just get a board and kick. Just yeah. kick for... Oh, you, yeah, you want a good workout? Do 45 minutes in the pool kicking up yeah. and down. Yeah, I'm sure that'll... That'll give you a good workout. I'll get my lungs pumping a little bit. I'll try that one out this week. Thank you. Right. Don't tell your doctor I told you that in case he gets upset. So I, 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 got, a, I got a Ryan story. Um... When Richard Steele and I were promoting out here, I think it was 2010, boys. Okay, so eight years ago, you're called the baby face. You're, uh, you're 29 now. <laughs> Have you not aged in eight years? I guess not, man. We're going to start changing it to teenage face after I get a couple more bruises and scars on my face. Hey, keep baby face. I was called a baby face up till I'm 61. I was called a baby face up till I was 40. Oh, you're still you're still a baby face, oh, that's for sure. <laughs> when you're in L.A., you're coming on the show again. You know that. Oh, for okay. sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, so with that being said, with MyBookie.com as our sponsor for the show, let's get your take on a few of the fights, okay? okay. Uh, the first one, obviously, would be the main event with okay. uh, Tyron Woodley and Darren Till. Um, with Till, Is Till the favorite? Till's a slight favorite, I just heard. Of. Seriously? Yeah, it's kind of, I don't yeah. know, I thought that was a little off. Wow. Um, Not that, I'm not questioning it, but yeah. I'm kind of like surprised. Uh, I'm Minus really. 135. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and... Um, you know, I got Woodley on this. Um, I think he's got experience against guys like Till. Um, I think it's going to be kind of the same fight that we saw versus Steven Thompson, Thompson twice because Till and, and uh, Thompson have very similar styles. Yes. And so I think that that will kind of be the fight. Um, Till's got a lot more strength and power than Thompson does, in my opinion. But, um, you know, Woodley's very smart. He's very, very technical. He's very good with his distance, and he knows how to fight, and he knows how to, like, um, be in the position that he's in. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm really shocked to see that, that uh, Tyrone's not a bigger favorite here. Um, I definitely got... Woodley in this one. Does he have to get him on the ground, Woodley, to win? No, not necessarily. No. I mean, I think it'll be a, a. I think they'll be kickboxing pretty much the entire time. I think it's going to be like a fencing match yep. uh, from start to finish. Um, that's my take on it, at least. Here's here's how I see with what you said. I agree with everything you said. But the one thing about Till, like Thompson, like Leota Machida, is they have, have the great ability to keep distance. Right. Right. Woodley being the shorter fighter, right. not long, not as long limb. He's got to get underneath and get in. He breaks that barrier, it's going to be a long night for Darren. I agree. Darren keeps his distance with his ability to strike like that. It could be a long night for Tyron. If Darren can sprawl and, and, and block that takedown, you know, that's very important in this fight. It's important for sure. I think that, um, I, you know, after just seeing their experience in the past and kind of what they've done in the past, I still feel like Tyron's is a little bit more explosive. And I think if he gets inside, he'll really cause some good damage. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of Till's game too. He's good on the inside. He's good when he has his range on somebody. So it's it's a very like, it's a good fight. It's kind of a coin flip. Um, but I'm still gonna take Woodley. Were you at gotcha. the weigh-ins earlier? No, I wasn't. Okay. How did the weigh-ins look? T well, Till, I wasn't there either. But Till made weight 169. Right, I heard that. And then uh, Woodley had a little, you know, had a 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I did see it when I, I saw yeah. it on, uh, yeah. on another website to where they had to reweigh Woodley one time, which kind was of a, re- a reversal scary. of expectations. Yeah, right. Yeah. That might be a little psychology thing that they're trying out there, but uh, at least so they both made weight. Got we have other Dallas Fort Worth fighters. On, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no worries. We have other Dallas Fort Worth fighters on the card: Abdul Razak Halasan, um, uh, versus Nico Price, and Charles Bird, who's fighting Darren Stewart and Jeff Neal. So. These three fighters, have you trained with any of these fighters in Dallas? I've trained with Bird for a long time. Uh, we kind of came up in the same gym together, and then we've kind of both, like, you know, drifted our separate ways, but we still kind of go back to our, our home gym. Um, Razak, I've trained with Razak also for a few years, not anywhere near as much as Charles. Um, I've never trained with Jeff. Um, you know, Charles was... Uh, Charles and I came up very similar, you know, we came up in the same gym, we came up with very similar styles, very similar body types, just different weight classes. Um, So, you know, I feel like Charles is one of those unexposed guys still to where he has like a, he has a lot of bag of tricks in his back pocket that he has yet to expose. And um, I think he's got a good solid matchup for him to start kind of revealing some of the stuff that he has. He's got some very good striking. He's got a lot of power. Um, he's also got a wrestling background, and he's been training with a lot of tough guys for a long time. Um, he's been training with Johnny Hendricks, and, and he was at the team takedown camp for a long time when they were out They don't here. come much tougher than Johnny. So yeah. Exactly. And yeah. this was when, when uh, you know, Johnny was in his absolute prime, that mm. Charles was one of his main sparring partners. Um, right. So, you know, Charles has yet to be exposed in my eyes. Um, with Razak, I mean, Razak is Razak, man. He's just a freaking ball of muscle. He's like one of the strongest guys I've ever been around. Um, you know, and he's one of the most explosive guys, too. Razak had something like eight first-round finishes within the first minute before he got in the UFC. It was, really? so, it was something unbelievable. And then he got in the UFC, and it was like his first fight was like 30 seconds long. He just absolutely steamrolled the guy. Yeah, I know that one, yeah. Um, so I think that I think uh, Razak should should have a good fight here. And I, I was kind of examining his fight on the way down here, and it seems like his opponent likes to press the pressure on people a little bit more, which is very good for Razak's style because that's his whole game is once he has his range and he has his distance, he just absolutely explodes on people. Gotcha. So I think um, you know I think this is a good it's a good test for Razak. He's a little bit bigger in size than guys that he's used to, but um, I think Razak should hit a home run on this fight. Good analysis. You're getting me. You're getting me more pumped for the fight tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sitting here like I can't wait to get in there. This is yeah, gonna be yeah. great. All right, here's a big question. Okay. Khabib, Connor. Khabib and Connor. Oh man. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, I'm probably I probably got the same analysis that most people have. Um, if Connor keeps his range, he can land that good shot. If Khabib gets inside, takes him down, he can pound him out for the rest of the fight and cause a lot of damage. Yeah. Um, Connor's been working on his jujitsu a lot for a long time, and so his jujitsu is not really like exposed as much yet. You know, yeah. a lot of people are kind of going based off of the Chad Mendes fight that oh he has trouble with wrestlers and he has trouble getting back up and and whatnot and he has trouble with his cardio but man he's got a lot of time to prepare for this fight and he's got he's got a lot of tools and he's got a lot of good training partners that he's training with so um it's a real tough fight i I have to go with khabib though i grew up wrestling and i love the wrestlers i like connor too don't get me wrong i'm a huge connor fan also but um you know i i from my experience in the past basing like basing your fight like success off of catching somebody is never a good game plan right because it's only so many moments that you can catch somebody and there's only so many opportunities that you can get that and to to game plan on catching somebody i don't think that's ever a good idea well you know that right hand of connor's i think for the first round and a half to two rounds um, that's what Khabib's got to stay away from. Completely, Everybody yeah. he fights, he pretty much puts them on their ass with that right hand. Yeah. 
And then the only three times that Connor's lost, he's lost on the ground, being submitted right. each time. So there's a lot of motivation here for Connor for many reasons that we all know. Right. There's a lot of motivation here for Khabib. And uh, I think the training is going to be different. And maybe we'll see a different Conor McGregor as far as his ground. But he's testing it against an absolute beast. Yes. Yeah. You, know, you know, another thing that makes me nervous, too, is I think that when guys get a little too caught up in sometimes a boxing world, a boxing fight and MMA fight are two totally different ranges yep. and two totally different distances and two completely different fights. Footstep, the way you set your feet, the way you stand, yes. everything is different. There's a, and it's it, a lot of things like matter more in boxing than they do in MMA, vice versa. Um, so that's the only thing that makes me Connor's fight questionable because he, he prepared for Mayweather for so long. And, and I've been in that zone to where I get like obsessed with boxing for a little while and then I fight a wrestler and I get taken right. down. So like that's what kind of makes me a little like lean more towards Khabib because Connor's been boxing a whole lot and, yeah. and so I hope he doesn't come out like fighting a, a boxing match because I think he'll get taken down real quick well I mean most boxers as soon as they walk in there a single leg takedown is going to take most every boxer down that steps in with a boxing technique exactly yeah and then um, there's a lot of emotion in this fight between the two of them a lot man I think as a professional um, being that gangster mentality that Khabib is, he's going to probably walk in like a cool cat. I would expect that Connor's going to walk in like a cool cat too and not let emotion take over because you can lose fights fighting emotionally. 100%. Yeah. Sometimes you yell in everybody's name. Yeah. That, well, you know, that, yeah. that can make or break a fight sometimes because some guys get too caught up in that moment and they get too nervous with the pressure and then they're in their environment and it's like they just completely forgot what they've been preparing for right. for the past six to eight weeks. I right. mean, how, how long did the Aldo fight last? Like eight no, seconds, nobody, I think? Nobody thought, I mean, no one saw that coming. Never, dude. I, I remember when it happened, I was like, I, mean, I remember the, the day after it happened, my face was all over the internet because I was like, Completely, man. The one thing Connor has for him, if nothing else, is that experience on the big stage. And yes. To your point. And it, is Khabib walking into a guy that he just at a whole nother level that, you know, deer in a headlight. And there's 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 so many guys that, that fight and and there's only like a certain a certain couple of guys that like every few years you see somebody that is so comfortable in front of the microphone and that is so comfortable with the cameras and, yeah. and it's almost like they have a split personality. As soon as that camera's rolling, as soon as the lights are on, they transform into this totally different person. And Connor has that completely. He's got what I call and George Foreman was like this. He's the nicest guy, right? He's the greatest guy. When he was growing up in Houston and he walked down the right side of the street, everybody would go to the left yeah. when he was younger. They were scared of him. Yeah. But he gets what I call shark eyes, uh -huh. right? And that's what you're talking about. When you walk in, you're ready to go, shark eyes. Yep. Mayweather's, Mayweather's the same way. Oh, yeah. Mayweather's super nice, but he's yeah. in there to win. Yeah. 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 Business is business. Business yeah. is business, and you're in a tough business, that's and you're right. a tough guy, and that's why you're in this business. That's right. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate you coming hey, on. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having thanks me on. I'm going to miss you tomorrow night, uh, but uh, you'll be back sooner than I'll later. Be, hopefully, I get back on by the end of the year, man. I'm begging Mick to, to squeeze me. I want to fight Sanchez, man. I, I this is my same opponent. Like I was like, please, 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 just reschedule us for November. And he's like, ah, I got to feel the card, man. I think Mick's like, I think Mick likes what he calls beer. So when you see him in the bar, <laughs> yeah, get yeah. him some beer. Dude, that's okay? a good tactic. I like that. We'll buy him a beer and tell him Sanchez. Exactly. <laughs> or I'll buy him a beer and tell him Benoit. So. There you go. All right, everybody. Casting agents watching in L.A. Again, we got movie star looks over here. So <laughs> just call me. You know how to get a hold of me. And you heard some great analysis by Ryan. So my bookie, go to my bookie and you maybe win some money tomorrow night. You never know. Oh, and tell him Buffer sent you, right? Capital right. B-U-F-F-E-R. We'll tell you more later in the show how to do that. Absolutely. Awesome.
Ryan, these guys. thanks a lot, brother. Thanks a lot, I'll guys. see you soon, okay? Yes, sir. I'll see uh, you guys soon. Okay. Hey, man. It's good seeing you, man. You too. Why don't we take a little break? Sounds good. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. We are back on It's Time Radio, the Lifestyles podcast of the internet. Yours truly, Bruce Buffer, here with my guest co-host, Jeff Zimmerman. It's been a really fun show so far. This is awesome, Bruce. Yeah, this is awesome. I I love it, and thank you for lining all this talent up. And now, we are going to have our next guest up, Caitlin Jacujian. Jacujian, sorry. Jacujian. Jacujian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pardon me, pardon me. I'm not announcing you tomorrow night, but trust me, when that happens, it all comes down. You've got to write that when it counts. (laughs) Exactly. That's my job. So, Caitlin, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. You have a great record in MMA. You have 11 wins, only one loss, Mm -hmm. right? And um, how long ago was that loss? Uh, About two years ago. So, how many fights have you had since then? Uh, Three, yeah. Nice streak. I like it. I like it very much, very much. It's kind of an obvious answer, but I got to ask you. Blonde fighter. Yes. Okay. (laughs) How did this come about? Who gave it to you, or did you do it yourself? Um, so I gave it uh, to myself. It was uh, when Instagram like first came out. My friends were like, "Oh, you got to get Instagram." I'm like, "This is stupid. It's like Facebook, but just pictures." I'm like, "This is so dumb. I'll never use it." Right. So I was like uh, making an account real quick, and I was just like, uh, "I want something with fighting, uh, something kind of girly." I was just like, "A blonde fighter, whatever." I was thinking like, "Oh, I'll never even use this thing, Instagram, whatever." So I just picked it, and then um, I never changed it. It's funny. Like, like, I didn't even think anything of it. And now, like, everyone calls me Blonde Fighter. Like, there's so many people at the gym that come in and they're like, Blonde Fighter. I'm like, you definitely don't even know my real name. Like, <laughs> even, like, my boyfriend calls me Blonde Fighter and everyone does. They call me BF or something. So it just kind of stuck with me. So I'm like, all right, well, now I can't change it. And I never used it as, like, my fight nickname. But once I got in the UFC, everyone that knew me, they're like, you have to use it as your name. That's what everyone calls you. So. But, you know, this is great. It's great that that happens. I actually teach branding and marketing to companies when yeah. I do motivational speeches. Nice. You've created a Brand. Yes, exactly. Right? I didn't know it, but I did it. And I yeah. think that's when it works the best, when it's like... Organic. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, people start coming to you and saying it without you telling them to say it. Yeah. It's working. Yeah. So. Like, Caitlin's just kind of like a, you know, basic white girl name, you know? But, like, for some reason, I might go places like, Blonde Fighter, Blonde Fighter. They remember that a little bit easier. I think there should be a Barbie Blonde Fighter, don't you I think? Know, that, yeah, there why be. not, right? Yeah, yeah. Could have UFC gloves a yeah, little bit. Come yeah. on, UFC marketing people. Yeah, you know how to do this. Get on it. I know the Mattel people. I'll be happy to set you up. Up, so yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it. Your background is you're a mixed martial artist, of course, mm-hmm. but your specialties are boxing yes. and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Now, we were just talking about the fact, and Jeff knows this very well with his background in boxing, is that when you walk in the octagon as a boxer in a stance, you're open to a single leg takedown right away. Mm-hmm. So now with your boxing skills, and before I go into the next question, have you had professional boxing fights? Um, not professional. I've had about like 15 amateur fights. I won the Golden Gloves when I was 16 in Pennsylvania, oh, wow. and I competed. Yeah. And, really? Yeah, and then I won that when I was 16, and then when in college I competed, I made it to semifinals for New York Golden Gloves. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. That's- Thank you. That's <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> so let's say, okay, with your boxing background, did it take you a long time to be able to understand the footwork that you need uh, to, to compete in mixed martial arts? Was that a hard transition at all? Um, it wasn't really. I mean, I started off like doing karate, uh, more of like a Taekwondo style karate. So I grew up kicking and then 
when I was in high school and I wanted to compete, there wasn't very many girls competing in kickboxing. So they're like, oh, just do boxing. Just go in and don't kick. And that's kind of how I got start thrown into boxing. Like, right. And then I started going to a boxing gym and learning that. So, But while I was competing in boxing, I was still doing karate. I was still doing like Muay Thai and jiu-jitsu. So I always did everything else. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and then my style of jiu-jitsu, when I first started, the transition was all off my back. So it's like I would box and then I'm like, oh, if I get taken down, now I'm off my back. And, you know, I was doing right. pretty good there. Obviously, that will last for so long. You got to evolve and do more. But um, I think what helps a lot is I work with uh, Mark Henry. And, you know, he's a really good boxing style. And he, him being with uh, Frankie Edgar was really, I think he puts the boxing and the wrestling together the, better than anyone ever. Frankie's one of, Frankie is one of the... I'm going to say few yeah. top-notch MMA fighters that can compete in boxing. Yes. I've, I've said this for years. Mm-hmm. And Frankie told me that not only does he train at the MMA gym, but he goes to the boxing gym to train too. This is all part of his repertoire. Yeah, that's what I do too. Even now, like when I'm in a fight, I go to Gleason's in New York and, um, you know, I spar. I'll do two, day, two days uh, little glove MMA sparring and one day boxing sparring. But I, when I do the boxing sparring, I go with pro boxer girl, like girls that are pro boxers. Smart. I spar with Heather Hardy, Veronica Jeffries, like all girls that are, you know, world champion boxers. Right. There's that type of pressure and when they come at you, like that's totally different. No girls in MMA will have the same boxing skills as the girls that I spar. I'm sure. I can see that. With all respect to the MMA fighters, yes, of course. Yeah. Now, when you train in strike, when I when I was training my striking, I would I would train both sides. Okay. Left and right. Yes. I wanted to be able to throw everything equally. Defense, which wins fights also. I wanted to be able to defend every way. Do you train one side or both sides? Um, it's funny, when I started training, because with karate, it was always, you know, every technique we did was 10 on the left, 10 on the right. right, right. But then when I started boxing and started competing in MMA, I kind of got away from that, and everything was just your regular stance. You know, I was always big on footwork, but footwork, like, being per- perfect for boxing, where they don't really switch stances. But um, now my team and everyone I train with has been doing a lot more lefty-righty stuff, especially with a lot of, like, the Russian fighters coming over. Um, we have Zabit there, and he does it, he does right. it the best. He switches left to righty like so casually. So I've been kind of like learning from them, and we've definitely been implementing that into my training in the past year. Switching. Very smart. Remember, Rocky Balboa beat Apollo Creed yes. when Mickey had him switch his stance yeah, yeah. in Rocky 3. So exactly. let's, let's get uh, Rocky 2, rather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have to learn from the best. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Sly. Appreciate <laughs> it. Okay, um, mybookie.com is our sponsor for the show. And um, I don't know if you bet on fights. It's okay. You don't have to say whether you do or not. But let's get your analysis on two, the two female fights. Okay. It was free. Yeah. By the way, the fight that was canceled, mm-hmm. did you have a shot of fighting the winner of that fight? I was trying to. You know, the the problem was they closed weigh-ins. The commission closes weigh-ins at 11, and they canceled the fight at, like, 1045. Right. So they're like, you know, they were asking me if I can make weight, but it was like a 15-minute gap. So I was like, uh, no. Like, if they, I wish they would have maybe, if they would have told me like last night, oh, she's having trouble, stay on on standby. Yeah, you could have done it. Yeah, it was last night, but not in 10, 15 minutes, no, unfortunately. No, and the no. commission, even if they, you know, would have given me two more hours, the commission unfortunately closed. So. If you could make weight in 10 or 15 minutes with the blonde fighter, I, I'll, I'll help you with this. It'll be the blonde fighter's diet. Yeah, okay? exactly. And it's gonna yeah, sell yeah. like crazy yeah. I guarantee you lose 40 pounds excuse me not 40 lose 12 pounds yeah. in 15 minutes yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but if you would have known last night, like you said, you I would have definitely. I'm not saying it would have been tough for me to make it now, but I definitely would have tried. I would have got up right away and started cutting weight. I would have tried. Did they talk about you fighting the winner of this? Um, fight? no, they haven't. I haven't got anything from that. They just, you know, after I fought a month ago and I wanted to get a fight booked, and they said they weren't going to book me until we saw what happened. You know, happened in this fight. They didn't say that this fight. You know, I was going to get the winner of this fight, but they just said we were going to wait and to see what happens before they figure out what. Do my you next have step a fight is. book? Do you have a fight? No, coming I don't. That's so. okay, but they know you want to fight. Always let oh, them know yeah, you yeah. want to fight. Yeah, I'm yeah. always ready to fight. Exactly. <laughs> Very important. Yes. <laughs> All right, Jessica Andrade, Carolina Kavakovic. Um, how do you see this fight happening? Um, I think it's going to be closer than what the odds were. The odds were a pretty heavy favorite for Jessica Andrade, right? I think she was like so. four, four fifty or something. Oh you get it somewhere. Four fifty, really? I that much? I think that's why I was surprised. Four, yeah, four fifty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was surprised it was that far. I mean, I think that Jessica Andrade will win just with her strength. I think that, um, you know, but seeing how the only thing that makes me think Carolina might do good is uh, Jessica Andrade when she fought. Um, Angela Hill. She was a good striker, uses her hands and kicks, and I thought she did pretty well against her. She did. And I think Carolina has similar style, but keep, like you know, keeps going with striking. Um, so I think if it stays on the feet, she's going to be very competitive. But Jessica Andrade is a beast. You know, with she's her takedowns, she just picks girls up and throws them. She I fought know. at 135. She's so much fun to watch yeah, when she does yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I think with her size, that's going to give her the, a little bit of the advantage for this fight. Right. And like the saying goes, anybody can win on any given night in yeah. the octagon. She can get that takedown, keep going for the takedowns. I think she'll get the win. But if um, Carolina can keep it standing, I think she's. That's she's what Montana be a said, too. Yeah, said, yeah. said the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're fighters, they're smart, <laughs> they know what they're looking at. Carlos Barza, Tatiana Suarez, both Ultimate Fighter winners. Um, both in the top 10 in their division. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Tatiana Suarez, I think I've been watching her since she fought, um, or since she started on Ultimate Fighter. Uh, right. I think her style, I think a lot of people just because she was, uh, you know, a, some, a girl that was just starting from Ultimate Fighter. Some people didn't follow her, but me being a girl, I watch all the girl fights. Sure. And I was like, this girl's good. Her wrestling is really good for MMA. And Carla Suarez is definitely a good wrestler, too. Yeah. I think that uh, Tatiana is definitely getting better each fight. And even though she's less experienced, than Carla, I think she mixes it well. I don't know if you saw the UFC posted that video of her comparing her to Khabib. No, I didn't uh, see that. So, and I thought that last time I thought, thought saw her fight, I was like, man, she fights like Khabib, like same style. Right. And they did a on they posted I think on Instagram it was like five ago a second of her and a second of Khabib from the second they walk out to standing in waiting for the you know when you're announcing them yeah. to getting the finishes to yelling when they get the finish it was almost like exactly the same it was yeah. so cool but I think and I bet you I think once they started um, once they put that video up I think that that probably changed the odds a little bit because people didn't really know who she was. And then, and then they're comparing her to Khabib, and people are like, oh, okay, she, you know. Right, right. Well, the, odd, the odds change based on where the money's going. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah. So, but I'm going to go with Tatiana for that. Very cool, very cool. So, um, with that being said, what do we have here? Oh, I know, just like everybody else, tell our audience where they can get a hold of you, your Instagram which is now more than pictures of Facebook. Yeah. It's where everybody's at, your Twitter. Yeah. And anything you want to plug whatsoever, feel free to right now. Yeah, um, everything, I'm at Guam Fighter. So it's super easy to easy to remember. My Instagram, um, 
my Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, everything's at Blomfighter. It's pretty pretty simple. You want to keep it simple. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. You don't want to confuse people. Yes, yeah. Keep it simple. call that the kiss theory. You've yeah. heard that? Yeah, Keep yeah. it simple, Susan, or keep it simple, Sam. <laughs> yeah. One That's why other. I was like, if I put Caitlin, like, there's a million ways to, spend, uh, to spell it. So I'm like, I can't put my first name and I can't put my last name. No one will ever remember how to spell that. So. As long as your family and your boyfriend know it, you're all good. Yeah, exactly. So everything's cool. Yeah. And I'll always get it right. Okay. Uh, we're, that's we're, all that matters. Yeah. I promise yeah. you. I yeah. promise. Thank you so much for coming Thank on you the show. Thank you for having me. Nice Thank to meet you. you too. I appreciate it. All right. It's a good show. It's a hell of a show. All right, everybody. Next up on It's Time Radio, we have local supreme talent joining us on the show. I want to introduce you to the newest talent added to the Revolver Podcast Network. None other than Matt Mosley. I know a lot of people in Texas know him. Matt Mosley's a longtime sports radio personality in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and has the podcast as Doomsday, right, Matt? The Doomsday Podcast. I love that name, the Doomsday Podcast. Great the old voice. Cowboys. Great voice, by the way. Thank Listen you. to this. Yeah. Bruce, I appreciate it. You yeah. have a nice voice yourself. Thank you very much. <laughs> the, uh, the Doomsday Podcast, based on the old Cowboys Doomsday defense. Right. You remember from the uh, 1970s. And they're not exactly the Doomsday Cowboys anymore. No, they're but not, but you brought back a big memory. And I know you, you were a former ESPN NFL analyst. Correct. Um, excuse me, you were that, and also your, your co-host, he's also that too. Ed Werder, is that his name? Ed Werder is on the Doomsday Podcast. Right. And he's a longtime ESPN. We're both ESPN guys. Great, yeah. great place to come from, that's for yes. sure. And now the UFC is going to be ESPN as of January 2019. Enormous. It's going to be huge. Huge. I'll tell you a real quick story. Huge, as, as Trump would say. As Trump would say. Yeah. <laughs> Donald. Okay, so... <laughs> um, uh, President Trump, excuse me, I'm sorry. Yeah, President I'm sorry. Trump, pardon yeah, me. it's okay. Um, back when I was living in Texas, I had the pleasure of watching the Washington Redskins come to Dallas to play the Dallas Cowboys when the Doomsday defense was playing, Roger Staubach, Calvin uh, Hill, all the great players, um, and Vince Lombardi was the coach of the Washington Redskins. And it was so cool being a kid to be this close to him because my brother and I were down, not on the field, but in the stands. And we were like just jaw drop looking at Calvin Hill and all our heroes at the time. But to see the great Vince Lombardi there, it just was awesome. Yeah, you look way too young to have been present I'm for six, such a game. 61, my friend, 61. My goodness, <laughs> yeah, you, you, uh, you were a youngster at that time. One of the great things about the Doomsday Podcast, and I'm so excited, and you can listen to it everywhere you listen to this podcast, The it, it's time. I love hearing you say it. <laughs> Thank um, you. I won't make you, I won't try to ask you to do it right now, but I mean, it is, uh, it's exciting to be with you, and the Doomsday Podcast, one of the things we do is bring back Aikman, Irvin, the triplets, some of the old cowboys. I believe you remember Randy White, and the Manster, oh, some of these guys. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. We bring them back. We bring back the old doomsday, but we also have the present. And um, I got to say, this year looking a little rough. They've got they've got one big time player in Zeke Elliott running back. Yep. They've lost Jason Witten. Yep. They've lost Des Bryant. Yep. I don't know who they're going to throw the ball to. So can you still win? In, in today's NFL game with one unbelievable running back, and that is what they're going to try to do. It's a long task. That's a very hard task when you think about it. You know, you watch, like I watched the uh, Eagles last night, and that game was like an exhibition game the way it came off. Yeah, uh, all respect to all the players. But, you know, they let Blunt go. I know he was a one-year guy from Dallas, and, and he's gone now. 
Um, but they've got a lot. They got a lot of weapons. I'm a big Philadelphia fan. That's my hometown. Aside from Dallas, I'm a big Cowboy fan. But I spent nine years in Philly and only uh, six in Dallas. So <laughs> I got to so, give the edge to the Eagles. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, the uh, the Eagles. I mean, that's going to be. It's it's always been an incredible rivalry. I think those two teams care about each other more than any other. Even when the Giants win those Super Bowls and the Giants Cowboys rivalry really hit its stride there for a little while. But the Eagles, they there's a special level of hatred that they have for the Cowboys. And it and nothing the, the Redskins and the Giants can't touch that. There's just something between Dallas and Philly that you really can't I can't yeah. put my finger on it either, but it's been that way ever since I was a like Big, years. Bigger than time. the Redskins and the Cowboys? Redskins Cowboys was so great for so long. But I think the fact that Jerry Jones and Dan Snyder are buddies hurts that. You know, you know, you need to be, you need to have the hatred. And what helped, what helped fuel the the Eagles thing is you had To. Remember right. all that? Yep. They went to Super Bowl with McNabb. Yep. Then he came to the Cowboys. That that sort of helped. Yep. And it, at some point, I remember being there outside of the New Link, and uh, they were hanging. Um, T.O. and Effigy. <laughs> I mean, this is not a nice bunch of folks, but uh, WIP, always in the middle of that thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's it's great. But uh, I really appreciate it, guys. I love being on with you. And it, having UFC in Dallas and having it become a huge thing. Like this morning, I woke up, and all my Twitter, everything about Twitter was who didn't make weight. And somebody had been, really? somebody had been to the hospital. And uh, I'm like, Good. wait, I don't, I don't know I like this that. woman. Yeah. And so, like, everything on Twitter and everything in Dallas this morning was about UFC. And it's, there's, a, like, a stay-at-home dad that's fighting on one of the main cards that's, like, over in yep. Fort Worth that came yep. from Ghana. Yep. And, and this is, like, a huge topic in Dallas. So as much as I love the NFL, also love the UFC. And you guys do an incredible job, and I Thank appreciate you. you having me. Thank you, man. Yeah. And good- my bookie. How about that? I mean, they're, well, my- they're incredible. And we want them to be a part of Doomsday as well. I mean, if they'll have us. Well, they should be. And, you know, considering you and your partner, where you come from, I think it's the next stop for my bookie. Most yeah, definitely. I would hope so. Just think about it. They Tomorrow. haven't met Warder, though. I, he's a tough guy to deal <laughs> well, with. I, I could tell you to talk to around Revolver, make sure <laughs> okay, that happens. Okay. Where, where yeah. is that tonight? Where is that? <laughs> oh, Ed, flying back from his either second or third home. I mean, it's one of the it's one of the great job separations. When you talk about his departure from ESPN, one of the great layoffs in in the history of layoffs. Really? Because they they literally have to pay him his full salary for two and a half years. That's called a good manager negotiating your deal. Okay. And everybody yes. needs a good manager yes. to do that. I've never had that. I, I've managed my brother Michael Buffer's career for 30 years almost now, and I pride myself on my negotiation tactics, and I negotiate my own too. You got to negotiate it correctly. So I give okay. I give whoever did that, whether he did it himself or his manager, yeah. yeah, key. If you would take over for me, I would appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Man, I wish I had more free time to be able to do stuff. I'll be honest with you. All right, Matt. Thank you so much yes. for coming on the show. Thank you I guys. appreciate it. Thank you for the kind words too. You very bet. Much. You Matt, bet. Good to see you again, yeah. buddy. Awesome to see you. All right, everybody. Revolver Podcast. You want to listen to it. Matt Mosley on the Doomsday Podcast. I love that name, Doomsday. Doomsday. (laughs) You got the voice for it, Bruce. That's great. Hey, his pipes are pretty darn good, okay? (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate everybody coming in this week. Uh, With that being said, we have a little more talkie-talkie here to do. And one last thing, I want to talk about our sponsor. I want to talk about uh, mybookie.com. Now, 
when making bets on the online, I've seen a lot of different sites. I did my research when my bookie wanted to sponsor his time radio because I only want to have sponsors that I truly believe in. I saw their site. I, I read up on them, their past history. They are probably the finest site online to make bets, whether it's UFC, whether it's football, whether it's all that. And I encourage everybody to check it out. I'll tell you what, Bruce, you're like me. You've been around a little bit, even though we have that baby face. Yeah. <laughs> I used to drive into Tijuana when I was in San Diego 20-something years ago to, to bet on you know sports and sit there and watch the NFL all week and long. I don't know if I would do that today, but I would definitely go to my bookie and place bets, and it's easy, and um, the site is simple to use, and you can bet on anything, fantasy, you know, NFL, UFC, baseball, you name it. So I, I definitely agree. No, I, you know, I can't say enough about it. And again, when you go there, you realize all the different sports, all the different things. A lot of people out there like to bet on everything from baseball to tennis to you name it. Enjoy it. The one thing I want to tell you is that when you go to mybookie.com, don't forget to use the promo code when you're there, which is buffer, but it's not buffer in lowercase. Buffer all in capitals, B-U-F-F-E-R is the promo code you want to use there because when you go to mybookie.com, you play, you win, guess what? You get paid. Okay, that's the key. Definitely. Go place your bets for tomorrow night. You heard some great analysis uh, with the fighters, uh, Ryan, uh, Montana, and Caitlin. Should be a great show tomorrow night. It's going to be awesome. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Our listeners all around the world, internationally. I love when I go to different cities and people walk up to me and tell me how much they enjoy the It's Time podcast. Thank you so much. I bow to everybody out there with all respect and thank you for everything. With that being said, I want everybody to have a great week. We'll be back next week. And TJ DeSantis will be back in our studio. We'll be doing our show together next week. Jeff, thank you so much. Thank you, Bruce. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. You feel good? I appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, TJ, thanks for letting me fill in today in Dallas with Bruce Buffer, the voice of the Octagon. Can't get any bigger than this. It's <laughs> thank a, you. I now fulfilled a bucket list I never had before. So thank wow. you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Treat everybody around you with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals, write them down, learn about them before you set on that path. And once you set on that path to be the best you can be, that is called winning. Because you're winning if you do the best job you can do. And for that, I wish you all the best out there. Be a winner. It's Time Radio back next week. Buffer out. Jeff and Buffer out. See ya. Toyota's Labor Day sales event is ending soon. Save big with 0% APR on 13 of Toyota's top-selling models like RAV4, Camry, and Corolla. Don't wait. Toyota's Labor Day sales event ends Monday. Toyota, let's go places. Click the banner or visit buyatoyota.com. Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in store or at Safeway.com.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 